0: Corona Regional Medical Center treats our customers as we would like to be treated ourselves, with courtesy, recognition, and respect. It's in that spirit that we are proud to present another episode of our podcast series, Corona Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Low back pain is one of the most common reasons people visit their doctors every year. My guest today is Dr. Dennis Kramer. He's a neurosurgeon and a member of the medical staff at Corona Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kramer, Low back pain, one of the main reasons people stay out of work. What are some of the causes for low back pain?
1: I'll tell you that, uh, you know, one of the most common causes is just age-related wear and tear. You know, someone goes out and does some exercising or just bends over to lift something up and they feel a, a strain in their low back. And, uh, you know, for the, by and large, the most time that, you know, resolves within a few hours but sometimes it can take a little bit longer and um, unfortunately there's those times that uh, you know it doesn't go away and uh, that's the time that where they're sent uh, to a spine surgeon or a neurosurgeon such as myself.
0: So can people if they start to feel those pains in their low back in the morning what can they do for themselves before they would visit a doctor to try and stretch it out a little get rid of some of that pain?
1: No, you said exactly what uh, I was thinking. The first thing I would do is stretching in the morning, just gradual um, you know standing and flexing over and getting your hands uh, as far down to the uh, to the ground as that you can to the floor um, and some you know slow uh, twisting of the of the spine. Um that's where I'd start. And um, you know most of the uh, back pains can be managed uh, without any uh, prescribed medications. So I'm talking, you know, the use of uh, Tylenol or uh, some type of NSAID, such as Advil or ibuprofen, and, uh, you know, and, and maybe even uh, some uh, rest. And I'm not saying strict, you know, laying in a bed or laying on the couch, but probably, you know, holding off on doing any uh, of going and doing your exercises, such as at the gym or long walks. I'd probably wait a few days until the pain subsides.
0: Do you like ice or heat for a sore back?
1: You know, I don't think there's any data that says one is better than the other. And uh, in my patients, I tell them to use ice. And if that doesn't work, I'll tell them to put uh, uh, heat on their back. And many times I'll tell them to alternate. Um, I've found uh, through my experience that uh, what works well for one group of, uh, uh, of individuals works a lot different from others. And so, if if it does work, if ICE works for a a certain patient, I'll tell them to keep doing that. And if not, we can try something different. But uh, like I said, I don't think there's any one type of uh, treatment that uh, you can use for everybody. It has to be uh, tailored.
0: We hear the word stenosis a lot, the sort of catch-all term for kinds of all back pain. What is stenosis? What kinds of conditions do you see in the back that would require seeing a doctor?
1: Well, I'll tell you, uh, you're right. Stenosis is, uh, is a, as a, a phrase or terminal, medical terminology phrase that's frequently thrown out there. You see it a lot on uh, MRI reports and so forth, and primary care doctors like to talk about it. But basically, stenosis is when, you become, when the uh, canal or the uh, spinal foramen where the nerves exit the canal become uh, uh, pinched meaning from a disc herniation or you get a lot of arthritis that is starting to block the exiting of the nerves. And uh, in that way, you you know, and that's actually called stenosis. Now, it's the degree of stenosis uh, that uh, that people are eventually referred to a a surgeon for. And uh, depending on that degree, um, you know, someone may need to have that uh, uh, operated on to open up and relieve the, the, uh, the compressed nerve.
0: What kinds of tests would you order if somebody suffers from chronic low back pain?
1: Well, as a, as a spine surgeon, we typically like to uh, divide uh, pain into two, basically two different uh, categories. Number one is just pure straight back pain. And the second type is back pain, which affects the exiting nerves in the lumbar spine and, re- and result in pain in the legs. And we often refer uh, to that as sciatica. And if someone has straight back pain, we might, we'd might uh, we start off on getting, some, uh, on getting x-rays of the lumbar spine. And a lot of times I'll have the patient lean forward and lean back and get an x-ray to see if there's any abnormal uh, movement of the bones in the spine, because that itself... That abnormal movement itself can result in the pain. Um, um, but once the uh, X-rays are done, and you know we uh, uh, prescribe treatment based on that, it might be a, a short course of physical therapy. And if they're still having issues, or they're having sciatica-like uh, symptoms, and then probably the next test I would order is an MRI scan. And MRI scans are really good for looking at soft tissue. And when I say soft tissue, what I'm looking for are the discs itself. I'm looking for I'm looking to look at the the nerve roots and the spinal cord itself, as well as the um, amount of uh, ligam, ligamentum and and uh, nerve pinching. Because those kind of things, those soft tissue structures, you can't really see on X-rays. X-rays are more to look at spinal alignment and to look for fractures or any other type of uh, of a bony uh, pathology.
0: When we're looking at some treatments for low back pain, people hear about epidurals. They hear about steroid injections, either orally or injected. Tell us when do those come up?
1: Well, I, I typically order uh, quite a few uh, epidural steroid injections. Um, they're mostly um, for they're mostly indicated for people that have sharp, shooting pains into the legs and uh, also known as sciatica or the other word that's uh, kind of interchangeable with that is radiculopathy. And um, basically radiculopathy means that there's uh, pain, there's pressure on the nerves and it's sending pain down the leg. And since there's a lot of inflammation, inflammation around the nerve itself, you can, um, we'll go ahead and take a needle Ah, uh, put the needle right where the nerve is being pinched, right where it's being inflamed, and inject a small amount of steroid medication. And uh, and as people m- may know or may not know, that a steroid is a, a is a very powerful anti-inflammatory medication. So it reduces the amount of swelling and irritation around the nerve itself. Okay. So most of the time, patient will experience a a significant reduction in the amount of pain after an epidural steroid injection. Now the thing is is that um, you can only have so many injections because it's it's a steroid, so you don't want to keep going and, and getting you know injection after injection because of the drawbacks and side effects of steroids. And sometimes some steroid injections don't last as long as we want them to. Okay. Um, steroid injections are typically only indicated for someone with a more acute or subacute pain, meaning someone might have sciatica, but if it's been over three or four or six months, a, stero- a steroid injection might not provide enough long-term treatment than more than for a few days or a few weeks. So you have to weigh the risk and benefits and pros and cons of epidurals.
0: What can they do prevention-wise? While it may not be possible to prevent low back pain, are there some lifestyle modifications you'd like to recommend to help with that sort of pain?
1: Well, um, yes, there are, and we talked about one of those. I think that stretching is, is very important, and to do stretching, even if you don't have pain, I think that helps. Um, but I think one of the biggest uh, um, risk factors for uh, uh, low back pain and degenerative changes are smokers. So when I have a patient that comes in, um, the number one thing I'll tell them is they got to stop smoking because not, uh, not only is it uh, very important for someone's overall health, but studies have shown how smokers uh, have very bad backs. And what I mean by that is as we get older, we get degeneration and bone spurs and arthritis in our joints in the back, and that's just the normal process process of uh, age-related wear and tear. But smokers seem to have it accelerated, degenerative changes, and that's what we try to stay away from. So that's the number one thing about people that smoke, that it really is hard on the spine itself. And... Another, uh, another treatment uh, to help prevent is the type of activities you do. If you're doing a lot of activities where you're twisting your spine, such as a, a sport, particularly in golfers, it's really hard on the joints in the back. And many times when I see these longstanding, I'll have standing golfer, uh, golfers that come in and their backs show severe degeneration. So I just try to counsel them on the need to just be very careful with the type of activities they do.
0: What about proper lifting techniques?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I go over that with my patients about you know, the way to lift and more to bend the knees and, and kind of bend the pelvis so much, not so much, you know, hump over and uh, bend over for your back when you're lifting uh, heavy objects. Because when you're in a bent over, forward bent position, you're trying to lift a, a heavy object, that puts an immense load on the pressure in our joints and in our disc in the lumbar spine. And repeti- repetitively doing that over a long period uh, can cause some serious uh, damage and uh, you know, a, a, a reason why patients are finally referred to their uh, family doctor or their family doctor refers them to their uh, local neurosurgeon for evaluation.
0: In just the last few minutes, Dr. Kramer, what should people with low back pain think about when seeking care?
1: I think the first thing that they should uh, seek is that uh, they need to find a, uh, a doctor that they feel comfortable with that is going to treat them in a very logical, methodical way, and uh, starting from A and then finishing at Z and just go step by step.
0: And why should they come to Corona Regional Medical Center for their care?
1: Oh, I think the physicians at Corona, um, you know, uh, do exactly that. They start off with, uh, you know, uh, behavioral techniques that we talked about, proper stretching, um, you know, uh, proper lifestyle changes. Um, if that doesn't work, the next step would be to see if, they, if, they, if the patient is a candidate for epidurals or for physical therapy um, and, or chiropractic manipulation and then um, and if that doesn't work and there's still ongoing pain and pathology, and then that's when you start uh, doing x-rays and, and imaging studies such as an MRI scan and possibly the nerve studies. By that time, if If they've been down that trail and they're still not getting better, then many times the the primary care physician will go ahead and send them to myself for evaluation.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Corona Regional Radio with Corona Regional Medical Center. For more information, you can go to coronaregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Corona Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.